David said, I was glad when they did what? That what? When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And what follows? Our feet shall one come again. Glory to God. Now, you see, when you are studying God's word, you don't read the verse and you stop. You read the verse and you continue. And try to see the beauty of what you are looking at in the glasses, the lenses of the scriptures that are before it and after. And it takes you a whole chapter for you to understand one verse of scripture, that is what you've got to do. Amen. Our feet shall stand in thy palaces. I was glad. I was glad. Amen. When you come to his presence with joy and excitement, you must be glad. You must not be burdened because you know that your burden shall be rolled away. And this night your burden surely shall be rolled away in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I was watching a documentary somewhere and they were showing the beaches of Ghana and the beaches of one nation in Europe. same sea, the same ocean, full of water, with human beings at both ends, but one was so polluted to the extent that even the fishes in the sea had been affected by the degradation that has taken place. But the other ones, human beings felt the comfort of going to lie down at the beach. Not our beach, they say, lie down. We should be going there after four days of fasting to be able to lie down. The kind of smell, the, 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 the thing that would, the scent that would greet you, nobody would tell you that this is a polluted ground. When you see the things that come out of our, our waters, it's amazing. We talk about it, but we do nothing about it. So many believers want to have encounters with God, but they have a kind of mind that the spirit of God cannot interact with. They have what? A kind of mind that the spirit of God cannot interact with. They have polluted minds. Minds filled with vulgarity. When we talk, there's problem. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. It is the abundance of the mind, what you have stored in your mind. What is in your mind? I want to do a little bit of um, accolation here this, this evening. I'm not a mathematician. 
But I understand a little bit of logic. Yes, that logic has no place in their spiritual things. But today I want to just point for a few things to you. Um, is there any pregnant woman here? If you are pregnant, you can sit down. If you are not pregnant, stand. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Romans, chapter 1. Romans 1. If you know Romans very well, go to where he is talking about the mind. Romans 1, Romans 2 says, among other things, because they have not allowed their minds to be fertile grounds for knowledge, but they have their minds polluted. They have been released into realms of bestiality, but they now behave like animals. That's the reason why these homosexuals and their, 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 their fellows do not see anything wrong in what they are doing. You can talk from morning till night. They will not understand what you are saying. They won't give up until they have a spiritual encounter. That's 121. Is it there in your machine? Go back. Can we read it together? For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Yes. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Go on. Professing to be wise, they became what? <laughs> What's the next verse? Now, if you look at the scripture that we've read, the underlying principle here is the state of the mind of the people. Your heart cannot be pure before God spirit ruled and spirit controlled when your mind is polluted. There's a correlation between the two of them. And we'll look at that one. Friends, in spite of everything that God has decided or has already given to us, in spite of what is coming out of his majesty, we may not be partakers in the real sense of it if these elements of our being are not properly Properly treated. Treating with the word of God. Your mind. 
Some of us were in the world for several years, so our minds were so polluted that whatever we saw in the Bible was not true. Whatever enemies said were true. If our mad people could prophesy to us, who? Mad people. Because we were in their class. Hello? Everyone who is not born again is in the class of the dead. He's a mad person. He cannot see life and see light. He can't appreciate the beauty of heaven. There's no difference between one that is dead or one who is mad and roaming around the streets. But when you get born again, there is no automatic transformation of your mind except you subject your mind to a treatment of the word of God. Please sit down. They knew God. They talked about God, but they did not understand who God was. They knew him. Everybody you meet in this life, even those who say they are atheists, they know God. They have a knowledge of God. They know there's somebody who created them. In fact, those who have gone very deep down the gutter, they see themselves as God. So there's no atheist anywhere. There is no atheist anywhere. They believe in a power source. Sometimes it is themselves. Their mind, their intellect, they think they know everything. That is where their God is. So don't mind them when they talk about atheism, they are only wasting your time. Don't follow them. Don't argue with them. They are mad. You see, your argument will not change them. It is their encounter with Christ that will bring them to a point where they can be transformed by God's word. So if you were a womanizer and you became born again, that is not the end of the womanizing. It has not stopped. You have been delivered. You have been translated. But what's the state of your mind? Those guys, the two of them were going to Maui's in chapter 24 of um, Luke's gospel. They had known Jesus physically while he was on earth. They knew him. They ate with him. They had chat with him. They went from place to place. But when he got into his realm of glory, they could not recognize him. Why? their mind had not been treated to be able to assess the spiritual things that come from God. We shall go to that chapter before we close. So, brother, you are born again. Sister, you are born again. You've been there for 15 years. But sometimes you examine yourself and you know that there isn't much difference between you and the one who is not born again. Mujinipe. Mukasape. My other side. That's the one you have kept safe, protected, to be used as a weapon once in a while. So are you really born again? Anytime you want men to appreciate you, and clap for you, 
You have not the realm of God. You have descended low to the realms of men. I say things sometimes that appear to be a bit hard, but they are not. Jesus said one thing. He said, follow me and I will do what? I will make you to become. And the entire idea of making the people was passing them through the word of God. Just pumping them with the things from heaven. And then getting their mind transformed. They will change. We change as we behold his glory in the glass. We we'll keep on changing. The next person sitting by you in the church is someone you don't like to see at all. You are crazy. You are a dead person. And you are kind of raw. What do you say? You are kind of say, raw. Raw. You are obedient to your children. You are not you can't say it. When you you cannot say anything. What has this person done to you? The judge, I don't like him. Now, if, if you don't even know what the person has done and you hate the person, are you not crazy? You know your husband's salary is, you understand. The man is in pain, trusting God for an increase to be able to take better care of you. When you go out there, you see somebody's dress, you come back home. You see inferior tactics and blackmail. That you must do this. Are you a real person? Are you a child of God? Can you stand with this man if he gets poor? Check everything that we do in life as believers. And you discover something is wrong somewhere because we have not succeeded in improving the state of the mind as far as spiritual things are concerned. We have abandoned the mind. <laughs> when you don't say the word of God, you don't read, you don't meditate. And you, you think you are a wise person. There was somebody in Kumasi Church. In his eyes, he was very wise. Very wise. He knew things about the traditional kingship system. And um, he can he I mean, he can can give you some proverbs and things like that. Speaking idioms. And so he was very wise. Everybody was wrong. He was the only person who was always right. So he must speak for you to change your ways, but his own he will not change. So one day I made up my mind to undress him. He followed me to the office and he said, There's something about you I don't like, Pastor. I said, Go ahead. So when we talk to you about things, you don't listen. I said, You are the only person who talks to me and I don't listen. I have my reasons. You are too wise to talk to me. You are what? Too wise. You will pray from a realm I have not gone to before. Too wise. I said, You like this, and you sit down there like this. That when this work began, I had to come to your house every morning on Sundays to knock on your door and get you bath and dress up and bring you to church. You are now telling me what I should do in ministry. 
I said, people talk to me, I listen. I'm not that kind of person that is, has gone up there so can't hear anybody. I do. I listen. But you cannot listen to anybody. I'm your pastor. If I can't correct you, you cannot advise me. It's a very simple thing. We are operating from different angles. If I cannot correct you, then you can't at any time point anything good for me to do. It may be good, but I won't take it. Because you are not qualified to do that. Even the suggestion you are bringing has something attached to it. But when you see me doing that, I'm the one that told pastor. He doesn't know what he's doing. I had to sit him down and tell him some things. That is why he was vibrating the morning like that. There are people like that over here. If your mind has gone through the surgical blades of the word of God, several things must have been removed, you know, just pruned out. Your mind is pruned by the word of God. And you keep on becoming more and more spiritual in the way you think and the kind of self that you take. And you will discover walking in the realms of the spirit becomes very easy. Why is the same word preached to people and some cannot make any good use of it? This is how your state, the state of your mind is. You go to see a man of God with your preconceived idea. You have your own answers before you bring out the question. The person says anything, you nod your head. But you walk away without taking anything there. To you, the man has not succeeded in changing your mind. He will not succeed in changing your mind because you're not ready for change. The state of our mind must be kept under constant pruning to be in tune with the spirit of God. Now, I'm going to do a little equation. That's why I said I'm not a mathematician, but I will do some little calculations. I wasn't here on Tuesday, but everything that the pastor said, I got to know. And all of you are excited. If I sit you down now to ask you what happened on Tuesday, the only thing you will say, you will say, the pastor, you know, he, the message was so powerful. Was what? Powerful. What did that powerful message do in your life? You see, Bishop, uh, it's, it's just that um, the thing was said that <laughs> that you sit down in an atmosphere that you know that God is here and yet nothing happens because there is the state of your mind does not allow the word of God to have a state but the word of God must necessarily pass through your mind to be able to get to your heart I was saying I said I'm now, is mixed up with spiritual, what do you call it, secretions, and then begins to go into the process of proper assimilation. Now, I'm a very different person. That's the process. So, when you don't pay attention to the word, you cannot have the word in your heart. The preacher said, my son, attend to my sayings. Incline your ear. Incline what? What does it mean? Incline your ear. What does it mean? Who can explain that to us? 
give us illustration. You can come over. Pay attention. What's going on? Pay attention. Adjust your what's the adjustment? You know, you are taking us from one wall to the other. Yes. Let your attention be what? Now, you see, when you cap your ear like this, you know what it means? Let not a single letter or word pass me by. Everything must hit my hand and enter. Incline your ears to my word, to my teachings. Why? What I'm saying must have a place in your mind. You should engage it in your mind, and then from there you begin to take it over to your heart. No matter how much spiritual you think you are, if you don't pay attention to the word of God, <laughs> you are joking. You are studying God's word and your own phone. Uh huh. Hello. Yeah, I, I said the the hundred um, million should be sent to my account at, uh, and then um, go to the next verse. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Obua. Call for rapt what? Attention. Rapt what? Attention. Because it has to do with your mind first. Then your heart through meditation. When it gets into your heart, it begins to flow through your bloodstreams. Transformation takes place. So when we are talking about the majesty of God, it's not something that is about to be created. It exists. But we must be proper partakers of what exudes from the presence of God. Don't become storytellers, but partakers of it. Partakers. Now, so when a man decides not to allow his mind to be engaged by the word of God, that man is getting to the realm of animals. That is what the scripture says. That Romans that we read together, if you sit down to meditate on that thing, you hold yourself, slap yourself, and begin to remove anything from your life. Because they don't belong to the realms of God. Can you tell me how an anointed man of God will become so unholy? Will become what? Why? How can the two go together? You can fake things. But you cannot fake God. You can fake life. But that life has no life in it. You can fake anointing. But there is no anointing there. Oh, you are anointed. You are anointed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Anointed. By the devil. One man of God said something to us in Nigeria. I shouldn't be talking about it here, but 
He said that thing because of the respect that he had for us. That there is a way American preachers behave. So he sat down there in Nigeria and listened to the American preachers they preach, you know, their gesticulations and their intonations and things like that, and began to practice those things over there in Nigeria. So anytime you'll be going to the U.S., he will practice and know their, their, their phraseologies and things like that, and then he will go and begin to blow that way. And he told me, he said, he said, he said Bishop, if, if you don't do that, they will even listen to you for you to make impact. So first, you must be at their level for you to make impact. All of us, we laughed and we smiled, and, but he's right inside me. I told mommy that I was going to talk to him later, but I have not met him again. I've not gone there. I don't want to talk to him on phone on that matter. When I'm talking to him, I must look at his face and see his eyes and see the reactions that will come when I study the nerves on his face and the rest of that will know whether he is with me or not. When you are releasing the word of God, you are not the one to make impact. The owner of the word makes impact. So don't try to mimic people and be like them. I have a pastor who pastored me at one point in Nigeria. He speaks slowly. He doesn't shout much. And they were trying to use that one to downgrade him. That he wasn't vibrant on the altar. If it's vibrancy, then we should go and be doing weightlifting and um, what do you call that one? Um, what do you call that one? The one they do, they fight, carry people, put them down. Wrestling, yeah. Oh, you, you must be on top of the issues, you see. But everybody has a way of talking. You understand? When I was younger than now, we were talking and jumping around on the altar and moving from place to place and going into just as your pastor has been doing. Now I won't try to do that one. Even if the Holy Ghost is moving me, he has to move me very well. <laughs> you understand? Now you see, I, 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 I watch, uh, what do you call this man? Um, 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 Hagin, senior. It was his last day. He was speaking depths like he used to be but in a different way. And the anointing did not reduce. You understand? Now, because you are mimicking somebody, you lack knowledge, you lack spiritual knowledge of who the source is and what he does. Now, you are no longer yourself because you are copying somebody and you want to speak like the person. There's something about life, if you stay with a person for long, Several things about that person will be, begin to rub on you. But you don't deliberately want to do it. You don't have to be like me. But I don't even understand myself. So why must you be like me? I don't understand myself. I don't know the kind of person that I am except I know I'm a child of God. 
But I don't know what I will do next moment. So don't try and want to talk like me. Talk like me like I'm. Amen. You don't talk like anybody. Talk the way, he, the kind of thing that he gave to you. And when the Lord is moving you, he moves the way he wants to move you. And when you watch yourself later, you begin to wonder, is it me? Sometimes my wife will pray my messages and I will ask her who is talking. Well, sometimes I don't even know whether I'm the one talking. And when I ask her about uh, pastors, he um, says, so you don't even know that the voice of your son? I say, I don't know. I know the, the son I have, but I don't know this one. Yeah, this one I don't know because he's not talking like my son. You get the point? He has been caught into a realm and he's talking. And if you are following him, you won't do like that. You'll be mimicking. And because you are mimicking, you don't have the, the fellowship with the Holy Ghost to make you in the fullness. So don't be like anybody. That's part of the thing that knowledge should give to you. Who am I? I'm a child of God. What is my constitution as he has given to me? So I am what I am by the grace of God. So I operate in that manner when it becomes necessary. He takes you to realms and you speak and you begin to wonder, why did I, why did I, I am one person that I've, I've never been ready for any, any teaching, never. I try, I try. That's why when you see me sitting here, I'm reading. I'm moving things here and there. Because I don't know what I'm going to share. So all I do is be ready, tune myself up spiritually, waiting for him to take me on a journey. And I release myself. So in the process, I may do things that are not characteristic of me. And if you want to say, I want to behave like Bishop, you may die on the road. Submit your mind to the knowledge of God. Submit it. Otherwise, you may behave in a manner you can't even accommodate later. Submit your mind. I've mentioned something to you before. Let me say it again. There are things you did as an unbeliever that have become like strongholds in your mind. They are there, very solid. Very what? If you want to be free from those things, you've got to consciously submit your mind to knowledge. Go into the word of God and take words that have to do with that situation and begin to meditate on these things, allowing the Holy Ghost to have fellowship with your mind. And then you begin to break the things, you break the strongholds, and you become free. And when you get to that realm, you move very fast in assimilating what God has given to you. Don't leave yourself like that. That's the reason why you've been in the faith for 15 years and there is no difference in your life. They know you. They know the way you behave. This guy, you touch him like this, he'll be very angry. Just, just try him. Try him. Just try him. Just, just push him. Push him. You'll be angry. They know. Why? Because before, it was like that. But it shouldn't be like so now. You should come to a point of separation from the past. The new person that you now are. 
Ode opa ka ke se ti ka ka ni gbo fun se si a. E hu awon se ye be me bi here ti. O ti a bantam. O se mi na mi 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 ti, mi mi ti. You jump from the scales of heaven down to the earth. O ni mi ohun. Me chire o nyan san ne pa na next time hu o so fu a bere ni ye. Hu hu o so fu a bere but you want to prove something. What do you have to prove? Pastors, listen to me. Don't stand on the altar and want to prove. You can't prove anything. You can change your system as you allow the word of God chance in your heart. Submit your this your mind. They renew your mind. You do what? Renew your mind. Who read it from Romans? It is not, it is not, it is not by wishing. It is by proper, dedicated, properly skilled approach in relationship with the word of God. That is God saying. They knew God. They talked about God, but they couldn't give themselves to him. Why? They had subscribed to another kind of life. Had a different source of inspiration. Another master. <laughs> Listen to me, friends. When you have people who control money in your church, as a pastor, if you have not renewed your mind not to be controlled by money, you will sell your anointing to those people. They will direct your course. But if you remain their pastor and walk with them as their pastor, they will respect you and they will allow God to use them to bless you. Don't give them special treatment as against other people. I believe I have said it here before. A young man came to the church, the early days of the church in Kumasi, came to my office, and he said, the Lord has given me a ministry, ministry of helping up-and-coming ministries, and churches. And so he was led by God to come to our place. I said, you're welcome. We have fellowship here. But I want you to understand some things before it gets late. Number one, we don't have seat for anybody. We don't have what? We don't have any special seat for anybody. That's number one. Two, we don't talk about the money that people give. So if you drop one million, that time one million was huge money. You drop one million now in the offering, nobody will mention it. And we will not clap for you. Number three, you've seen the girls in the church. He said, yes. I said, if you touch any one of them, I'll break your head. Do you understand? He said, yes. I said, so you can come in. Oh, 
Some other person has said, You lose your placement with God. Renew your mind to come to a point of knowing that God is the one that called you and he will sustain you. He will do what? When men cannot help you, he will come in. How many men are you going to depend on? Like the person that wrote scriptures to me in my office in Tema. Pastor, if you use these scriptures to preach, you try it today, you will see. An adult, a man that I respected so much. I took it, I kept that piece of paper for many years. Not for anything in particular. <laughs> I kept it. That's somebody's treasure. I went to the altar. I think he was expecting me to. What I was talking about was different. Completely different. And I called him later. I said, We don't do things like that in ministry. You want to become a pastor? Please allow God to use your mind and take you along. Let him renew you with his word and take you along. The things that you, you think can make impact, they don't touch anybody. You will be there playing games. You will do gimmicks. Say what the Holy Ghost put on your lips to say. And people will be blessed. Well, the man has passed on. It was painful though. I wasn't there. I had left the place. I'm telling you about things that you will meet. If that man had money, he was generous in giving. He was what? Generous. No, no doubt about it. He had very good virtues. But that will not determine the kind of ministry relationship that you have with him. Amen? Renew your mind. A man brought me sight, what do they call that one? A sight, one sight like this, the map, sight plan of some plots that were, they were selling in Committee 25 and 22. And um, he brought it to me in the office and said, Pastor, you must, you must buy. I said, I don't have the money to buy it now. He said, but the church has money. I said, you said church has money. Is it my money? He said, but you can take from there and then put it back later. This was someone who was innocently trying to kill me. He came to me not with any preconceived idea. No. He, he felt I should be able to buy some land that it would be a blessing to me. And he felt um, if the church also could buy. So I've been a good idea. But to go and pick church money under the guise of wanting to buy and pay back later, the day they will look for the money will be when you don't have any money. And you will lose you, the respect of your people. Then later, when we were moving to Kumasi in 2012, um, we called him from Tema to come and assist us in packing some things. And he came. Ah, I love him. As I said, I can't say to her, I also want one talk. What of you? What of you? What of you? I'm You can't use that one to confuse me. He wanted to help me 
but it wasn't up to knowledge. It wasn't up to the understanding of God, the understanding of concerning my life. Amen. At the appropriate time, God will visit you. It doesn't mean you go and let him help you. You know when uh, Sarah and made um, made uh, <laughs> Hagar to help them, she convinced the husband. He brought Hagar into the scene. God said you're going to have kids. He didn't mention my name. So, this is our maid. My maid, take her, take her, and the child will be mine. That was the first lesson that she, she had to learn because the moment the child, in fact, the moment the lady became pregnant, she made abundantly clear to Sarah that she had no stake in the pregnancy and the child to be born. She began to do things that were you know, speaking loud to Sarah. Better get your own. You better get your own. When the child was born, trouble. License to kill. And that thing, trying to help God, is what has landed us into the things that we are seeing now that we don't like. Isaiah, Isaiah, is that how they call him? Felt the ark of God was about to fall and he wanted to give God a helping hand. Uzzah, good. God hates helping hands. If you don't have a hand, that hand you are talking about, do you have it? Who else could you say? And I also, I said, I I you have become a slave. Knowledge. Knowledge. Submit yourself to renewal. Let your mind be renewed. Thinking the way God thinks. Thinking on the word of God at all times. Without a renewed mind, you cannot make much impact and understand the things of the spirit. So there is this very important thing about our Christian life and our study. It's called understanding. Where there's no understanding, there is nothing that will happen that will make the Holy Ghost have the ambience that he needs to do great work in your life. Understanding comes for a mind that is renewed. A mind that thinks along the ways of the spirit of God to know what God is saying. It's important. Important. The, 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 the preacher said, you know, you're getting do what? Get understanding. I have explained understanding in a very simple way. I may be wrong. I said, stand under to see what is inside. It calls for humility. And humility is also submitting your mind for a touch of the Holy Ghost. 
Those of you who have read a lot of books, you know, you, you attended grammar school, and from grammar school, you went to Brana school, and you have done all manner of courses, and those things are disturbing your mind. You should be able to submit your mind to the Spirit of God to know which one to say per time. I take delight in using illustrations from subjects that I have read before. And I read a lot of things. A lot. A lot. Do you know that the children's, um, this primary one people, their books, I read them with all seriousness. Yes. So when I'm teaching the children, by the time they would, they would do one page, I had read about three chapters already from their book. When you go to read their books, you'll be surprised to see the things that the children are learning now. That you will stop boasting with your ancient, uh, ancient stuff. There are things they are reading now you, you won't understand. But when you are able to understand what they are reading, and you now, by your age and experience, and the thing, the scope that you cover, you'll be able to perform better. So I read. And you know in their books you can read with one hour you read almost the whole book. You will see illustrations. I went to read something about the ethnic groups in Akan from one of their books recently. I was, it was so interesting. And you look at your children and say, Kaswa and Fongoman, Kaswa and Fongoman, Kaswa my God. They will bring some things to you, can't even help them. Until you read. Can't you stop all this your nonsense pride that you say, yeah? I am a graduate. Yes? I'm a graduate, laminated certificate, University of Ghana. Your own is primary school. You are forgotten. Your first year issues, first year at the university, you are forgotten. If you want to stand in that subject as authority, you must go back. When I went to school, I realized there are so many things I didn't know. So many things. So when sometimes they will call me and say, I should talk, I, I said, I don't want, I came to learn. I came to learn. What is talking? What am I talking about? Where I was, we were not doing theology, we were doing Bible. That's what I know. I know Bible, I don't know theology. And what is theology? That's the study of God. You are the approach. And the things they do, I was not used to those things. So I'm learning anew. Even though I don't really need them. Sincerely speaking. I don't. So if I come to stand here and I begin to use all the jargons on you now, which one will you understand? What will I gain? But there are things in there that help you to know how to organize your thoughts in the word, how to carry. <laughs> oh. Hallelujah. They mean well. They mean well. Amen. They mean well. Praise God. 
Colossians 3.16. Can we read that together? Let the word of Christ, the word of who? Dwell in you richly in all what? Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual sounds, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now what you have in your mind until you subject that one to this kind of treatment. Meditating on the word. Meditating on the word. You think on the word. And you speak the word to yourself. You speak the word to other people. When I catch revelation, I share my revelation with people. In the course of sharing, I'm increasing knowledge. As I share, much more comes into that place. When I meditate, I get further and deeper and deeper into the things of the spirit. And you will discover that in the process of meditation, God begins to show you some things you have never thought about before. So if you, you read, just like you read some newspaper, and then, then you go and sit down. I've told you, Pastor preached a message in 2010. Don't rush out. 2010. I've read that message about 10 times. This year, I've not read it, but I will surely read it. What am I looking for? There's something he said that I want. You are the one who don't take things serious. You come and sit down here and go away. Not one word. You don't write anything down. You say, it's in my mind. What is your mind? This is your mind that is polluted with so many things. Your business is polluting your mind. Your family life is polluting your mind. How much of it will you remember? Around that same time, Pastor Jess also preached a message on the oil. I have that one too. I use those things for my meditation. I add them to things that I have. So one scripture here, another scripture here, another scripture here, and I'm beginning to mix them. Do you know what they call red wine? It's not the red wine you drink of. No, not the one that you drink, this red wine, uh, non-alcoholic. Even the alcoholic, it's not that one. It is when you do mixture of wine, alcohol, with some fruits, and the back of fruits, everything, you mix them, they begin to organize themselves in the process. What you get, if you have not been properly instructed, when you drink, your, your head will go about 10 kilometers before your leg gets get there. They call it punch. When we had Lagos, we were doing it. And guys would drink and collapse. 
It's a mixture of things. Punch, it punches you. Everywhere. I use that one in my meditation. I mix scriptures. I think on scriptures. I speak the scriptures. I speak to myself. I enter into prayer. If a song comes, I sing. And then I begin to speak in the spirit. I just speak like that. I'm on my own. In my bathroom, I'll finish bathing there. Everything will dry on my body. I'll still be there praying. Because some scripture came and I began to do a little bit of gymnastics. Meditating. And then you discover the Holy Ghost begins to take you on a journey. This one will come. That one will come. That one will come. When you get someone that you are talking to, you talk to that person in the same fashion. What God told you. Even newspapers. When people read, they think on them. That's why they can tell you that somebody has died. But he loves, he loves obituary. And that person will come and tell things that happen in the sports world, all over the world. Lecture you like that. My father was on admission at the hospital in Kumasi some years ago. And the man will read all the newspapers that you could get at that place. And when you got there to see him, he will now begin to tell you news. From this time. Hey, idea what time see? Ghanaian time. In fact, if not because the hospital, what do you call it? The address that was on him. Anybody coming there will mistake one of us as the one on admission. So the man was talking from realms that he had gathered from, from the newspapers, graphic, pioneer, times. A weekly, whatever they call it, you'll be quoting them just like that. Because he spent time at the hospital reading these things. How much time do you spend on God's word? How much of the word do you remember? What word do you write down in the course of your reading? What do you write down? I have a paper in my hand here. There's something Pastor wrote here. And as I was reading that thing in the night, I wrote very important by it. Why? Because there's something they have to fix. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. How could he be ashamed when he was so filled with it? So what makes your mind renewed is the volume of scriptures that you put on your inside. Start writing scriptures and pinning them around your bed. Pin them in the kitchen. You have a challenge and you see a solution in the word of God. Take time to study. Receive that word. The engrafted word of God. And when you meditate, you cannot make a proclamation. I cannot this. I cannot that. I cannot that. And you are talking from a realm that human beings cannot understand. Then you can pick from what is released from his presence. Otherwise, you become a preacher. But not one that is practicing. Not a practitioner. You become a witness that has no testimony. This year is a very crucial year 
the things that we shall be going through are so vast. They are meant to change our perspective in life. The Tuesday services that you were introduced to on, on Tuesday are specially put together for a change in your economic life, your business life. So you won't be going to work because you have to go to work. You are going to work because there's something you take from the work. You begin to enjoy your profit. You have know the ethics of your business. You know how to relate with people. You know how to make God the center of your business. So when things are not going well, you will not be cast down. You'll be ready to quicken yourself by your relationship with him. That's what it's all about. And we want to do that for this whole month. And other things will follow. So the Tuesday service has become a crucial one because we are addressing issues. Addressing what? Issues. We want to renew our minds. We want to have a different perspective about life. If you listen to news and live by news, you will die young. Everything they bring about is negative. You go to this, uh, what do you call it? Social media. Full of lies. Treachery. Everything wrong is what they do there. Everything wrong. Small boys and girls are insulting adults. People who are their fathers and mothers. They insult them with impunity. And that is what you are reading every time and you think on them. And when you read, you laugh. There's something that is more than gold. When you handle it, it changes your thinking. You begin to look at issues in a different way. And you begin to take profit from everything that you read. And gradually you are growing to become someone that will stand in for God at all times. Christianity is not about miracles. Christianity is about the miracle. about miracles. The miracle. The miracle that once upon a time you were dead and now you are alive. That you are under the devil's control and now you control the devil. Because something happened to your understanding. Something happened to your mind. If you can keep on growing like that, you will not run after miracles because they will be following you. They will be what? He said, this sign shall follow them that believe. They will follow you. But they will come from you. You will become a blessing to people. You should come to a point of knowledge that you will not be afraid when you are talking about Jesus. I said, a lady that I know decided to do some work on the name Jesus. She studied and studied and studied and talked and thought on the name Jesus. It got to a point at one time he saw herself lifted from her chair. She wasn't lame. She was just caught up like that. Once she became aware, she was afraid. Why? She has gone into the name Jesus. Drunk into the name Jesus. He said, we have done this by faith in that name. By faith in that name. Not because we know the name, but because we have faith in that name. You've got to enter the name. And it doesn't come just like that. We have to take our time. 
to look at it. If that name is so precious to us, then we should travel into the name. We should do what? Travel into the name. If it will take you one year to go deeper and deeper into that name for you to reap the fruit of the name, do it. Friends, time for you to think. Not the thoughts of this world, but the thoughts of the spirit. That makes life easier. Makes life profitable. And when he begins to lead you, you will discover it is sweet to stay in his presence. If you stay in the presence of God for 10 minutes and you are tired, it means you have not started the journey yet. Glory to God. Anytime you pray in the spirit, you should come to the point of scriptures. When you pray in the spirit, you should end up with a scripture. A scripture must drop in your, in your heart for you to hunger. You can't stay in his presence and not have a scripture dropping for you to take advantage of. A song must flow. Something must happen to you if only you are paying attention to what you are doing. Somebody told me one day, he said, Son, when you are praying, the spirit, close your eyes. So I asked him why. And he said some things. And I believe what he said. It's not as if you are going to close your eyes all through the time and you are walking, uh, walking and praying. You say, I've closed my eyes. <laughs> I become a obituary. Meditate. Caught the Holy Ghost. Presence. His fellowship. His warmth. If there's any prayer, I pray with some expectation and some joy. It's when I ask him to cover me with his warmth. To do what? Cover me. I say, Holy Ghost, cover me with your warmth. Cover me. I need your presence. I need your fellowship. Cover me. The warmth. I want to feel your presence. The warmth that comes when you are around. I want He is your friend. And he can only relate with you when your mind is at the same tangent with his own. Spirit to spirit. Deep calling upon deep. Your spirit man is inviting the spirit of God for a fellowship. And they set you aside and determine your fate. They do what? They set you apart. A spirit to spirit. And then the profit of that meeting will be placed in your hands. So take your time. Don't rush out. Hallelujah. As soon as we finish service, we start talking. If some of you don't even finish, 
Not as if we are talking about what was preached. We are talking something else. I didn't understand the one man from. Your point is not to me. Who did that do to me? What you mean? I am in person. The way you stay here after service, I like it. Oh. No, sincerely, I like it. If I have tried to do church service for you before, but make it the best of time with your friends. Let's pray over the things that will help today. Mentions one, you mentioned the other. You are praying to share some revelations that you received. You share. When you say goodbye to each other, you are blessed the other person. And then you go. You are doing good to your life. I'm not saying don't ask them about your businesses. No. When you make it a, a, what they call a social visit, you are wasting your time. But when you pray together, anytime there's a need, the person will call you. Brother, let us pray on this matter. You are building a spiritual company. Eh? Your Zoom prayer time with, uh, with Pastor been a great time. You have not seen me appear there before. But sometimes I listen. The problem is that my time and your time are not the same. Well, around that 5.30, that's why I'm going to sleep. So if I, if mommy start praying, I, I'll listen to what people are saying. I listen and then I sleep off. The cue that I got, I carry it to my put in my pocket. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of your friends. When you meet, talk spiritual things. You can talk spiritual things, but their spiritual should be number one. Brother, how are you doing? Say, I'm doing fine. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will keep on going from glory to glory, from success to success. This your business will always blossom. Bless the person. Let him also bless you. And now you cannot ask about the wife and the children. And I'll come with you of love. Right to your feet. Thank you. Hallelujah. I heard that pastor say he didn't finish. In fact, he didn't even do what he wanted to do on, uh, on Tuesday. Two Sundays ago, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. On Thursday, he couldn't do what he was supposed to do. But he was doing something. And when I heard, I laughed. I said, initiation chapter 2. Praise God. When you are doing all those prayers, don't think you are wasting your time. You are quickening your spirit. When you start to talk, you talk beyond what you have planned. Amen. Talk beyond what you have planned. May your life be a blessing. Every single time of the day. Everywhere you step, may you leave a mark behind. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are an instrument of God to be an encouragement to people, to bring them joy and comfort. You will not fail in that business. 
in the name of Jesus. Wherever you stand, you represent him in words and in deed in the name of Jesus Christ. But there's a mystery. Jesus had to open the understanding of his people to the truth. The communion tonight is for the opening of understanding. I'll bless the communion. I'll step aside. Pastor will take five minutes to pray with you. You are going to place your hands upon your forehead and begin to release the power of God into your mind that your desire for the word of God becomes so strong, your thirst will be so strong that God should baptize you afresh with the spirit of understanding. And when you come for the communion, you go to sit down, don't talk to anybody. Just thank the Lord because of visitation that has come upon your life. Your understanding will become extraordinary. In the name of Jesus Christ. And so Father, we bless this communion this night. It is for understanding. As we partake of it, your hand will reach unto us. And we will surely go forward in understanding. We will not be lost in the midst of the words. But we will be moving from one word to